0: him up for a burnt offering in the stead of his son and abraham called the name of that place jehovah jireh the lord will see the lord will provide as it is said to this day in the mount of the lord it shall be seen now the lord will see the lord will provide is the translation of the name jehovah jireh The Lord will see and provide. So when it says here, in the mount of the Lord, it shall be seen. Hallelujah. And God has already made provision. Provision comes, it is before the vision. God has already provided before the vision. There is not an encounter of a need that you will come upon where God is caught off guard. You don't there's not one that exists. You don't you you will never encounter financial need, physical need, healing need, peace need, joy need, whatever need it may be. There is already a provision because God saw before you got there and he had the provision already provided. Because he is by nature our provider. God will provide. So if you find yourself in need, you just need to to begin to look toward him and say, Lord, I know this hasn't caught you off guard. I know that this didn't catch you on a bad day. I may not know where the provision is coming from, but because I know who you are, I know that you will provide. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And God has supernatural ways to provide. He has supernatural ways to bring us to a place of full supply. Every need fully supplied. Hallelujah. In Matthew chapter 17, can we just look at, give a little bit of a, uh, look at God's references. Let's look at his references. How good of a supplier is he? How good of a provider is he? Well, we've seen that he provided a ram in the thicket. We see, we know from personal experience he provided a lamb who redeemed us and purchased us by his blood. Matthew 17, 24. And when they were come to Capernaum, they that received tribute money came to Peter and said, Does not your master pay tribute? He said, Yes. And when he was coming to the house, Jesus prevented him saying, What are you thinking about, Simon? Of whom do the kings of the earth take custom or tribute? Of their own children or of strangers? Peter said unto him, Of strangers. Jesus said unto him, Then are the children free. Notwithstanding, lest we should offend them, Go thou to the sea, and cast a hook, and take up the fish that first comes up. And when you have opened his mouth, you shall find a piece of money. That take and give unto them for me and you. That's supernatural provision. It's It's supernatural provision that Peter did not have to struggle or toil. All he had to do was obey. When he obeyed the instruction, just like Abraham obeyed the instruction, when he acted on the word of God, God had already made a provision that was not encountered until his obedience caught up with the provision. In the same way, there was a supply here for Peter's need, for Jesus' need, and all Peter had to do to access the supply was act on the word. Hallelujah. 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 Let's look at another example. Let's go back to the Old Testament and let's look at 1 Kings 17. 1 Kings 17, 1. Elijah the Tishbite, who was of the inhabitants of Gilead, said unto Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel lives, before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years, but according to my word. And the word of the Lord came unto him, saying... Get thee hence, and turn thee eastward, and hide thyself by the brook Cherith that is before Jordan. And it shall be that you shall drink of the brook. Well, there's, there's, there's not water in most of the land. It's a drought. But God knows where the water is. God knows where the sweet, pure, sparkling water is. He says, it shall be that you shall drink of the brook, and I have commanded. The word commanded here in this verse means appointed or prepared. I have prepared the ravens. I have commanded or prepared the ravens to feed you there. Without his obedience, he would not have encountered the water or the food. For him to encounter the provision of God, obedience was the factor. So he went and did according to the word of the Lord. We could just close the book right there and go home. He went and did according to the word. That's the whole sermon right there. He went and did according to the word. For he went and dwelt by the brook Cherith that is before Jordan. And the ravens brought him bread and flesh in the morning and bread and flesh in the evening. And he drank of the brook. And it came to pass after a while that the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. And the word of the Lord came unto him saying, Arise, get thee to Zarephath, which belongs to Zidon, and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded, again, the same word, appointed and prepared. God said, I have prepared a woman there, a widow woman, to sustain thee. I have prepared her. She didn't know it. She didn't know it. When, when the man of God got there, she, God had prepared her, but she didn't know it yet. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I have commanded or appointed or prepared a widow woman there to sustain you. So where's his provision? After It's on the other end of that obedience. He has to go where God told him to go, and he has to encounter what God has prepared this widow woman who will sustain him. So he arose and went to Zarephath, and when he came to the gate of the city, behold, the widow woman was there, gathering of sticks, and he called to her and said, Fetch me, I pray thee, a little water in a vessel that I may drink. And as she was going to fetch it, he called to her and said, Bring me, I pray thee, a morsel of bread in your hand. And she said, As the Lord your God lives, I have not. I have not a cake, but a handful of meal in a barrel. A handful. I have not. All I have is a handful, and all I have is a little oil in a cruise. Look how lack has got a hold of her thinking. All she can see. There's no expectation of increase in this woman. This woman says, what I see is I have not. What I see is a handful. What I see is a little oil. And because I see have not, and because I see handful, and because I see a little, I'm ready to, I'm ready to throw in the towel. I'm ready to give up. I'm going to make this last little bit that I have. I'm going to make it, and we're going to eat it and die. And Elijah said unto her, fear not. That was her problem. That was the issue. That was the real issue. Because she was seeing handful and have not and little fear was her result there was no expectation of increase there was no expectation of God will provide I'm so glad that Abraham didn't have handful and little and and not enough in his mind I'm so glad that that Abraham wasn't looking and seeing lack but he was looking and saying God will provide God will provide this woman had fear based on she was looking at what she could see in the natural, not looking at what evidently God commanded something to her and she was not sensitive to what God had commanded because she is giving her attention to what she can see in the natural. But when he says to her, fear not, fear not, go and do as you have said, but make me therefore a little cake first, and bring it unto me, and after make for you and for your son. For thus saith the Lord God of Israel, The barrel of mill shall not waste, neither shall the cruse of oil fail. Until the day that the Lord sends rain upon the earth. And here's her key. Here's her key. Here's her key. Here's her provision. She went and did. She went and did. Elijah, he went and did in verse 5. And in verse 15, she went and did. Acted on the word. Acted on the word, Hallelujah, Hallelujah. I think Pastor may have used this example the other day, that when David came back and Ziklag had been burned and all of his family had been taken, and he he inquired of the Lord, he inquired of the Lord, why did he inquire of the Lord? Wouldn't it have been an obvious wasn't it obvious that he needed to pursue and overtake? Isn't that obvious? Well, it's the, it's the right thing to do. It's the natural thing to do. But he knew if I get the word, <laughs> if I have the word on it, <laughs> if, if I've got the word, if I've got thus saith the Lord, pursue, overtake, then I don't have any question. I don't have any struggle in my mind. I don't have any anything that could look bad or look defeat or look difficult that will be able to stand against me cuz I got the word. Now I got the word. God told me pursue, overtake. That's all I need. If now I can shut the mouth of every lion that roars against me. Now I can put to rest every argument that the enemy tries to bring up in my mind. Thus saith the Lord, pursue, overtake. And that's what he gave this woman. He gave this woman a word from God. Thus saith the Lord, the barrel of meal shall not. What was she looking at? Handful, not enough. I have not. But now she's got a word that cancels out the I have not. It cancels out the handful she can see and the little oil that's evident to her eyesight. It canceled it out. And now she has, thus saith the Lord, it shall not run dry. Glory to God. And she went and did. And she went and did. Oh, she went and did. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Verse 16. And the barrel of meal wasted not. <laughs> Neither did the cruise of oil fail. According to the word of the Lord. It wasted not. It did not fail. The New Living Translation says this. Are you Ready? No matter how much they used, there was always enough left over in the containers. <laughs> no matter how much they used, there was always ample supply. There was always enough left over in the containers. Because my God shall supply all my need according to his riches and glory. 2 Kings 4. Let's see God's. God's references. 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 1. Now there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elisha, saying, Your servant, my husband, is dead. And you know that your servant did fear the Lord, and the creditor is come to take unto him my two sons. To be bondmen. And Elisha said unto her, What shall I do for you? Tell me what do you have in the house? And she said, Your handmaid has not anything in the house. What is she seeing? Has not anything. Lack. Lack. I don't I don't have anything. They're coming to take my sons because I can't pay. The debt I owe. I don't have anything except a pot of oil. Then he said, go borrow the vessels abroad of all your neighbors. Empty vessels. Borrow not a few. And when you are come in, you shall shut the door upon thee and upon thy sons and shall pour out into... Wait, 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 wait. She said, all I have is a pot of oil, but you want me to find empty containers. You want me to fill my house with empty containers. All I have is a pot of oil. How am I going to fill an empty container if all I have is a pot of oil? And you shall set aside that which is full. Out of that little pot of oil. I want you to start filling every empty container that you can find. That you can borrow. That you can get your hands on. And I want when you fill it, set it aside. So she went from him and shut the door upon her and upon her sons who brought the vessels to her. And she poured out would it be okay if we said she went and did she went and did according to the word she poured out she didn't argue with him she didn't tell him from that moment on she had a word she had a word from God pour until every empty vessel is full and it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said to her son, bring me yet a vessel. And he said, there is not a vessel more. And the oil stayed. Supernatural provision. Supernatural increase. The reason she went to God, the man of God represented the, the presence of God. The reason she went to the man of God, she went to God, was because she couldn't supply this need herself. She couldn't fix this financial problem herself. But she went to the one who had a solution. She went to God with her problem. And God, she was expecting something to change. And God changed the circumstance. When the vessels were full, the oil stayed. When the vessels were full... God wants to keep pouring until there's not any more empty place in your life. Until there's no more emptiness that needs to be filled. God wants to keep pouring and pouring. If you'll just keep believing and keep acting on the instruction of God, He'll keep supplying until everywhere you look you'll see the fullness of God. That's the heart of our Father. To fill until there's no emptiness. The whole concept of restoration. God, the word salvation means to restore to wholeness. That means there's nothing missing and nothing broken in any area of our life. He wants you to have fullness. Glory to God. Verse 7. Then she came and told the man of God, and he said, Go sell the oil and pay your debt and... Pay your debt and pay your debt and live of the rest. You and your children. There was enough for an inheritance there. It wasn't just for her lifestyle. She's gonna have something to leave to her sons. Hallelujah. You and your children live. There's there's an overflow. There was enough for the need but there was more than enough for the need. There was more than enough for that immediate need. All she came for was that immediate need, but God's God's planning on the increase. Sell the oil, pay your debt, and live of the rest. God wants you to have the rest. Oh, say it out loud. Say it for yourself. God wants me to have the rest. He wants me to live on the rest. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Supernatural debt cancellation. Hallelujah. Supernatural debt cancellation. Hallelujah. Go to chapter 6 of Second Kings. Verse 1. The sons of the prophet said unto Elisha, Behold, now the place where we dwell with you is too straight for us, too narrow, too small. Let us go, we pray thee, unto Jordan, and take thence every man a beam, and let us make a place there where we may dwell. And he answered, Go ye. And one said, Be content, I pray you, and go with your servants. I'm going to tell you, they're going to find out how glad they were that they asked him to come too. He said, I will go. So he went with them. And when they came to Jordan, they cut down wood. But as one was felling a beam, the axe head fell into the water. And he cried and said, Alas, master, for it was borrowed. And the man of God said, Where did it fall? And he showed him the place and he cut down a stick and cast it in there, and the iron did swim. Did you notice it didn't say the iron floated? It didn't just float. This wasn't a magic trick where he threw something in the water and made the... the, the alkaline of the water change or the the composure the com- components of the water change and then the iron was able to float up to the top no the iron came on the command <laughs> it swam it came to him it was brought back to him a supernatural provision in a, in a natural way but it was a supernatural manifestation of of God restoring unto him in this supply. Hallelujah! 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 John chapter 2. Oh, let's go to John 6 5. We're just looking at God's references. John 6 5 through 14. When Jesus then lifted up his eyes and saw a great company come unto him, he said unto Philip, Whence shall we buy bread that these may eat? And he said this to prove him, for he himself knew what he would do. Philip answered him, Two hundred penny worth of bread is not sufficient. What's Philip got on his mind? Not sufficient for them that every one of them may take A little, not sufficient and little. One of the disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said unto him, There is a boy here, a lad, which has five barley loaves and two small fish. But what are they among so many? Even though he begins just to see that there there is something, but I'm still saying it's nothing compared to how many people are hungry. Jesus said, make the men sit down. Now there was much grass in the place, so the men sat down in number about 5,000. And Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed to the disciples, and the disciples to them that were set down, and likewise of the fishes, as much as they wanted As much as they would. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus took the disciples and gave thanks for it. And then he distributed of the loaves. He He took the loaves and gave thanks and distributed to the disciples. There wasn't multiplication yet. It didn't say he gave thanks and suddenly, boom, he had... He had five baskets, and every time he handed uh to the uh, disciples, boom, it was in his hands again, and he's unloading it, and as soon as he's unloading it, it's just boom, in his hands. And it didn't say he he broke it and handed to each of them. And as they passed it out, they kept passing it out. They kept pa- they've got it in their hands, and they give it and they've got it, and they've given it and they got it, and they give it and they. And they I keep giving it away. But every time I look down at my hands, it's still in my hands. It's still in my hands. Not in Jesus' hands. He thanked God for it. He blessed it and broke it. And he put it in the hands of the disciples. And as they are distributing, there's still a supply. And they give away and there's still a supply. And they, they give somebody else and before you know it, everybody says, Oh, I'm too full. I can't eat another bite. I, I've had enough. Are you sure you don't want some more? I still got fish, man. I still got some bread. You want to, I'm still got. I, I, come on. Y'all need to. And then they turn around and there's baskets left over. Jesus said this. Jesus said, gather up the fragments that remain that nothing be lost. Gather up the fragments that remain, that nothing be lost. Oh, praise God. Hallelujah. There's more than we know. There's more available than we know. We need to be gathering up the fragments so nothing is lost. They gathered and filled 12 baskets. Each of them had enough that it filled 12 baskets with the fragments of the five barley loaves. I've heard that theologians agree that the baskets were not little tiny baskets like Dorothy had on her arm with Toto in the basket. But it was was a tall basket, probably as tall as this table right here. The basket, similar to the basket that they put Paul in when they let Paul down outside the wall of the city so that they wouldn't kill him in the city, he could fit in a basket. Twelve baskets. Hallelujah. Twelve baskets with the fragments of the five barley loaves. Fragments of the five Barley loaves which remained over and above. This is God's method of operation. This is God's references. We're looking at what God does in his providing. This is your father. This is your father who says, I am a rewarder of those who diligently seek me. I am your provider. I am the all-sufficient God. You don't, if you got me. Who else do you need? Right? Over and above unto them that had eaten. It remained over and above. Glory to God. Glory to God. This is the provision of God in manifestation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We want to cooperate with his provision. And I'll tell you why. It's not just about us and our immediate needs. God has a bigger plan in mind for the blessing. The provision that you and I have access to is a covenant provision. It is ours by covenant because we are in Christ When we were in Christed, when we were placed in Christ, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. When that moment occurred in your life, you became a covenant child of a covenant-keeping God. And God put in the covenant the blessing for our provision and to establish his covenant. The covenant is that we will be blessed to be a blessing. Not just be blessed, but he wants us to become a blessing and a source of the blessing in our lives. So this plan of God, this provision that is ours by covenant, is it is ours legally now but it's not automatically in manifestation it's automatically yours the moment you accept Jesus as Lord but it's not automatically in manifestation without your participation of faith if we don't believe it we can't receive it and that goes for all of the provision of God If we don't believe that he's the healer, and there are a lot of people who love God, but don't believe he heals today. And you know what? God's not going to embarrass them with the healing. God's not going to heal them against their participation. Because they don't believe he will, he can't. Hallelujah. Jesus said, according to your faith, be it unto you. As you have believed. As you have believed. He said to the woman that was healed of the issue of blood. He said it to the centurion. He said it to The blind men that came and he said, do you believe that I can heal you? We believe. Be it unto you according as you have believed. So our participation in the provision is a participation of our faith. Our expectation and then putting our faith, engaging our faith with that expectation. And that's why we're here tonight. That's why we're preaching this. That's why this is, a, this is something that I keep coming back to. That I, 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 We need to increase. We need to increase because God has things for this church family to do for him in his name. And we've got to work his word to have his provision in manifestation so that when the needs arise, the financial supply is for the need. When the opportunity arises, the financial supply is there for the opportunity. When God says, I want you to be able to sow this or to buy this or to get that plane or to get that property, we're going to have the supply and the faith for the supply. We don't wait till we come into a place of of desperate situation of needing it before we say, well, I better build my faith about that. No, we, we're, gonna, we're, we're looking at the increase now, and we're, we're seeing God's provision. We're seeing God's ability. We're seeing how God's able to multiply. I want to show you a pattern of the blessing. We know from Deuteronomy 28 that he says, well, let's go ahead and look at it, because we want to see the pattern. Deuteronomy 28, I want to see how it moves. I want to see what to look for. Deuteronomy 28, verse 1, It shall come to pass if you shall hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord your God to observe and to do all his commandments which I command you this day That the Lord your God will set you on high above all nations of the earth. That's part of the blessing. That's part of the blessing. And all these blessings shall come on you and overtake you. That's what I want you to see. How does the blessing move? It comes on us. It overtakes us. One translation says, it will fall on you and take hold of you. All these blessings will fall on you and take hold of you. Glory to God. The blessings of God are supposed to come on our life. They're supposed to fall on us. They're supposed to Come on us. Overtake us. Take hold of us. Hallelujah. Hosea chapter 6, verse 3. Hosea 6. Verse 3. Then shall we know, if we follow on to know the Lord, his going forth. Is prepared as the morning. His going forth is prepared as the morning. One translation says, established as the morning. Let me see if that was the Amplified that I'm getting established from. If we follow on to know the Lord, his going forth is established or prepared as the morning. How many of you know when the morning's coming? Is it random? Are you like, I don't know when the next morning's coming, but whenever the morning comes. Hallelujah. Go to the next slide of that. His going forth is prepared and certain. Prepared and certain. How God moves, his movement is certain. Just like the morning. You know, morning is coming. Right? I know, I, I know it's not gonna just, it, it's not gonna wait two or three days. Morning's gonna be here in just a few hours. Right? It's certain. It's already established. It's already prepared. And he will come to us. So that's talking about his going forth. His going forth is certain. It's established. He will come to us like the rain. He's not talking about rain. He's talking about God coming. This is how God comes. He comes to you like the rain. Like the latter and the former rain to the earth. Well, you know, sometimes we are annoyed with rain. Can I get an amen? Like, oh my gosh, it's raining again. Springtime in Little Rock, right? We get annoyed with the rain. But the farmers never got annoyed with the rain. They're like, whoa, we got, we got the former rain, we got the latter rain. That means we got the harvest for the wheat, we've got the harvest for the olives, we've got the harvest for the grapes. They depended on that rain. And he is saying, God moves in an established certain way. He will come to us like the rain. He will come to us like the rain. He will he will rain upon our life with that which brings productivity. That's how he comes to us. Ezekiel 34. Ezekiel 34. Verse 26, I will make them and the places round about my hill a blessing. God said, I will make you a blessing. I will make them a blessing and I will cause the shower to come down in his season. There shall be showers of blessing. This is the pattern. He will come to us like the rain. He will cause showers to come down at the right season. Showers of blessing. Do you expect that? Do you expect showers of blessing? Hallelujah. Showers of blessing. Showers of blessing. Hallelujah showers of blessing, not a gentle rain, not just a little little scattering of a few drops here and a few drops there. You're going to be wet. You're going to be soaked, but not with water, with the blessing. What would your life look like with these showers of blessing? God wants you to start expecting it. God wants you to anticipate it. He wants you to, to, to look forward to it. To expect it with confidence. It's looking like rain. Showers. Showers of blessing. Hallelujah. I appreciate Minister King. He'll get up on Sunday he'll 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 be encouraging the praise team on Sunday mornings as we're practicing and preparing. He goes, Now we're 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 anticipating running today. We're ready, somebody wants to run. We're ready to run. Amen. Well he's forecasting. He's forecasting the glory. He's forecasting the showers of blessing. He's forecasting lives changed. He's forecasting people being delivered from oppression. He's forecasting increase. He's forecasting the blessing. Amen. Hallelujah. We need to be forecasting over our life. This is what we're expecting today. We have our radar out. You know, they, they, they have that radar out on the, the Arkansas weather. You can, you can pull up that on the iDrive. App or on, on one of the weather channels and they show you the radar and what's passing through. We need our Holy Ghost radar. I see showers of blessing all week long. This is the weekly forecast. Monday is going to be heavy showers. Blessing from morning to, to evening. From the rising of the sun to the going down of the same. He's crowning my year with his goodness. Amen. Glory to God. Showers of blessing. Showers of blessing. Deuteronomy 11 gives us clear directions for activating the increase. Activating the increase. Deuteronomy 11. Verse 13, and it shall come to pass, if you shall hearken diligently. Before I move any further, the word hearken doesn't mean hear. That's part of the definition, but that's not the complete definition. The word hearken means hear and do. Hear and and do so hearken you haven't hearkened if you only heard it you started the hearkening process (laughs) but you have not completed hearkening (laughs) until you have acted on what you heard if you will hear and do diligently the commandments which i command you this day to love the lord your god and to serve him with all your heart and with all your soul that I will give you the rain of your land in his due season, the first rain and the latter rain, that you may gather in your corn and your wine and your oil, and I will send grass in your fields for thy cattle, and you may eat and be full. We're back to the key. She went and did. Elijah went and did. If you will go and do, hearken diligently, hear and do. Love God. Serve God. There will be fullness. There will be continual increase until you are a blessing of God to manifest His goodness in the earth. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. It shall come to pass. These are God's ways. God will not be mocked. Nobody is going to be able to look and say, well, God, I did it, but you didn't do your part. Or He said, it shall come to pass. If you'll obey me, I will provide for you. If you will obey me, I will give you the rain in your season so that you always have all sufficiency in all things and abound to every good work. Is that what he said here? I will give you the rain, the first and the latter, that you may gather in your corn, your wine, your oil. You'll have grass in the field for your cattle. You will eat and be full. All sufficiency. Hallelujah. All sufficiency. That's continual increase. If I've always got my harvest of corn and my harvest of the grapes and the the olives, I've always, it, that's referencing. I've got a spiritual supply. I've got a healing supply for my body. I've got the, the necessary uh, sustenance that I need. But I also have a supply for others. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Let's participate. Let's expect the increase. Hallelujah. Let's expect the increase. It starts where you are. It starts, it starts with you expecting where you are. You know, if you look at certain ministries, we'll take, for instance, Brother Copeland. There was a time that Brother Copeland was believing for money in the gas tank of his station wagon to get to the next meeting. But the same faith he used to believe God for the money, for the gas in his station wagon is believing for the money to be on networks, dish network, direct TV, to preach the gospel. It started with money for the gas tank, but now it's money to pay direct TV every month, money to pay for the preaching of the gospel in all of these different outlets. Glory to God. We start where we are and we continually apply our faith to those areas. And as God increases us, he'll tell us to believe for more. And you know what? We should be glad about it. We should be glad about it because I don't want to just get something and say, Whoo, I'm done. Let me put my faith away. I don't want to have to do another faith project like that. Hallelujah. I don't want to do that. I want to keep my faith edge. I want to keep myself on that place of yeah, I'm believing for more. I believe for that. Praise God. God came through. He he we 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 reached that mark, but now he lifted the mark. I remember when the opportunity came for us to be on television. It happened right after that recession that had come back at 89 uh not 89 uh 98 99 there was like a a difficulty around that time and uh I probably got the year wrong my husband's the year man he is so so specific about the times oh wait thank you very much y'all know because that's about the time y'all came to the church uh 2008 thank you very much when um We had some people in the church who decided that they wanted to go karaoke and drink at the bar and then sing on the praise team. And they were also in places of like teaching children's classes and things like that. So when we had to explain to them, you can't sing karaoke and drink at the bar and then come in here and represent leadership in the church. And so they left the church. And, and so there was, it, it caused a shift in the budget when they left the church and decided they wanted to go to the karaoke bar. And uh, there was a shift in the budget, and there was also the financial things that were going on in, the, in people's lives during that time. And so we had a decision to make. And because I was working with the finances at that time, I, I started not taking my check, and then because I wasn't, this was before we came out of debt, so we still had debt that we needed to pay. And so I, I said, you know what, I'm going to go get a job. And I, I'm going to try, I looked for a job that I could still do my responsibilities at the church and, and work this job. And so it was a job working nights, and it was working in a juvenile detention facility, for young girls and um so i i went to work this job and it was very difficult because i to work till like five o'clock six o'clock in the morning and then come home and sleep and then get up it was it, it it is a whole different ball game and then i'm still trying to do my responsibilities at the church and I had already written my first book, Pressure No Problem. And so I had opportunities. I had been invited to come down and be on VTN. And I the, the wardrobe I had to wear at this job was, I was an officer at the juvenile detention center. So I had man boots on and my shoes had blisters by these boots. And I remember preaching that VTN partner special with my high heels that had blisters on them from these boots that I was wearing. And I was so tired uh, because of the, the, the shift and then the financial pressure that we were going through at the time. And I was, I was, we, we were having bilingual Service One of our services in that church was a bilingual service, and so I had to sing because I was the only one who could sing in Spanish. And so I would sing and get done singing at the evening service and have to leave and go to work in Topeka at the juvenile detention facility. And so I'm, I'm on my way to the detention facility uh, that night, and I am, I've got worship on. And I'm worshiping. But here's what my worship was like. Oh! It, was a, it, was a, it was a song that says, all-powerful God, poderoso Dios. And, but I'm singing it like this, poderoso Dios. And I'm crying. I've cried all my makeup off the whole way. You know, I'm crying. I'm wiping my tears and singing about how powerful God is it wasn't spiritual worship it was emotional and so i'm driving along and my emotions and i'm singing and i'm 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 crying and i'm thinking about how hard it is and how hard it is financially and how hard it is on on my physical body and how tired i am and and i and i, I just felt like i'm losing everything god intended I'm, the plan of God felt like it was slipping away from me. Here I've got my books been released. I've been on television in these different uh, places across the nation. I've got this, and, and it, everything, it's like the whole rug has been pulled out from under me, and, and it's all falling apart, and I'm crying. And all of a sudden, the Lord interrupted my crying, and He showed me dominoes they were all standing you know how you can stack those dominoes in a row and he showed one domino moving and it fell and it started knocking down all the dominoes and it went in that circle all the way around and he said if you don't get a hold of yourself and work the faith principles you know it's going to domino effect all the way back till you wonder if you ever got saved It was a sobering moment. I stopped crying. I wiped my eyes. I turned that song off. It wasn't a bad song, but it was just feeding what I was that. It it was, yeah, it wasn't helping me at that moment. And I repented to God. Because what he was telling me was I wasn't working the word. So I pulled out my faith, what I knew about faith. And I know more today about faith than I knew then, but I pulled out what I knew. He said, if you don't work what you know, it will be a domino effect until it dominoes all the way back. And you wonder if you ever got delivered from drugs. Your faith in one area affects your faith in other areas. You can't say, well, I'm just going to work on my faith here, but I I don't care about what my faith does. No, your faith reaches out. If you you don't believe God will work here, it's going to affect your faith to believe him in other areas. Within a month, I put in my two-week notice. I went back to the church, and I decided if the money's there, I'll take it, and if not, I'll sow it. So when the money wasn't there to pay my check, I received my check, signed it back to the church, and so did a seed. Within a month of that conversation God had with me in the car, the the opportunity came to us from VTN to have our own television broadcast. Just a month before, I'm in the car crying, feeling like everything's falling apart. Nothing has changed financially in the natural. But in in my heart, faith was now in operation. And I'm sitting there with that contract on my desk. And pastor asked me, are you going to sign it? And I said, I don't have an option not to sign it. I knew it was the will of God. If that had come across my desk a month before, I would not have had that certainty. And I might have missed what God wanted. Because that is connected to this. My obedience to straighten up and get my nose back in the faith principles that I knew is why we're here together tonight. Hallelujah. The increase that God began to work there brings us here. And God said, when we started this church, He said, you must increase. And we're at a place now. We must increase. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We must increase. It's not just about us. How many of you are thankful that Pastor Caldwell obeyed God and built Agape debt-free? God. God. He Glory did to God. that by faith. Glory to God. And then obeyed God to, to, to start VTN. Continually obeying God. But where he started and where he is today, what he's been able to do for God has been progressive. Hallelujah. That's what God wants in us. He wants it to be progressive. As we increase, God will get the glory because we'll be able to do more in his name. Before we close, we want to honor the Lord with our tithe and our offering. Glory to the Lord. We have offering envelopes available in the pocket of the chair in front of you. Text to give information, we'll put that on the screen for you. If you're joining us online, we have a safe and secure link at buildfaith.net. Praise God. We're excited about what the Lord is doing, how he's touching people through our broadcast. We've got our Project 2414, which is our television broadcast in English and in Spanish. Glory to God, 13.01% complete. Hallelujah. We also have our our, our word supply. We've got it coming in and going out, sowing the seed of the word of God. We also have a transportation project that we are working towards. We have, there's a, a picture of our, our um, we'll show you this first, uh, FB Go plus whatever dollar amount to the same number we use for the other uh, text to give information. Uh, do you see our, our airplane there in those pictures? You were ready for me, weren't you? Praise God. This is the airplane, the aircraft that we are moving into that God has for us. God will cause Philip and Michelle Steele to ride upon the high places of the earth and the bird of the air shall carry the voice. Hallelujah. And so we have released our faith and we give God glory for our expansion. In the meantime, we are upgrading uh, one of the vehicles that is getting close to 100,000 miles on it. Uh, The pastor, the explorer that Pastor Steele has, our next project is to upgrade it. Uh, So 25,000 for that expansion, that upgrade with our trade-in, we'll be able to get a uh, lower mileage Uh, vehicle that will benefit uh, for the traveling in our two locations of our one church praise God as we prepare to give today I want to pray over your giving after you bring it if you'll go ahead gentlemen come to the front and you can stand and come rejoicing hallelujah thank you lord Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. The Lord is good. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Father, we give you glory as we bring to you, Father, of our tithe, of our offering. We honor your position in our life thank you for being our provider thank you for making us heirs of the blessing promise lord we are privileged to be your children with your provision with your holy spirit to lead us in every decision even our financial decisions lord we want to be the blessing that you have designed us to be. Help us, Lord, enter into the increase that you have for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. Thank you, gentlemen. Well, did you receive tonight? Stand with me to your feet. We'll declare the vision of our church. I want to encourage you. We have in the foyer the study guides of our new um. Tell, uh, our new teaching that we're focusing on in our program is In Christ, Volume 2. We had In Christ, Volume 1, the study guides, and now we are doing In Christ, Volume 2, which focuses on our inheritance, our provision in Christ, our, the blessing and healing. The blessing, the healing, and the inheritance that belongs to us. So we have a new book release that is the second part of our In Christ, Our Being in Christ book series. The first one was Redeemed and Righteous by Nature. The second book is now available called Our Provisions in Christ. So feed on that to help you expect the increase. Amen? The vision of this church is to build people's faith and frame their world by the Word of God you and I will always be world changers. God bless you. Thank you for joining us for this message. We would love to hear from you. If you have a prayer request or want to share how this message has helped you, send us an email at main at buildfaith.net. This message and many more materials are available to you free of charge, can be found at buildfaith.net or at any of our location media stores. As always, keep the switch of faith turned on and build your faith and frame your world by the Word of God.